it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Slutsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 202. This is the first of several on-air coaching calls that I am airing this month. Today's episode is circled around adding an email list to your studio. Joellen has graciously joined us here to ask really pertinent questions. I'm excited for this conversation and I want to invite you to think about how you're going to grow your studio and what the next online step is going to be. Take a listen to what Joellen's questions are and I really recommend that you check out ConvertKit, which I have linked up in the show notes and I mentioned in the episode. And of course, as always, I love being in conversation with you. So any feedback that you have for me or for Joellen, please share with me over on Instagram or on Facebook. I've got those linked up in the show notes as well. Now let's get into this coaching session. Joellen, I am so excited to have you here on the Expand Online podcast talking about kind of like a little bit of the considerations going into adding an email list to your studio and all of that fun stuff. So thank you. Thank you for coming on and uh, doing this little coaching session together. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you posted in a Facebook group and I saw it just about the whole idea of having an email list for your studio. And I'm curious, what was it that said, maybe now's the right time? What questions do I have? All of that kind of stuff. Um, I've been just working on marketing just all this year. And my, my marketing has always just been the the results of my marketing have always been the same. Like the amount of students that I take on is just a trickle and it doesn't seem like anything I do makes much more of a difference than doing mm-hmm. like old style techniques. And so this, this year I started a Facebook group because that was like what the new wisdom is. What I hear from people talking about marketing, start a group, not a page and start a community. Mm-hmm. And I got some good followers, but no one's, turning over you know no one's really signing up and i think that's because the call to action i i think that's the call to action is not intuitive for people to sign up from a facebook group okay okay so are you thinking that you'll still use that facebook group and lead people into your email list or lead people to your email list and then bring them to the facebook group like kind of how do you think that these two would play with each other um, I, maybe just side by side. If we had, you know, I'm, I put my content, my, um, my content in the Facebook group and then I, I don't really know. I, 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 <laughs> that's okay. That that's what coaching's all about is to kind of discover, discover yeah. what it is. Yeah. It feels like the next step is to start an email list because that's what everyone says. And I was kind of against it. But, um, 
but like after being in that Facebook group and everyone's talking about the results, it's like, okay, this is a viable way of doing doing this. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And it's really a matter of understanding what you're wanting to get out of that list and how you are going to serve the people in who are on the list and you know what the benefit is for them. Because everything that we do, if we don't create it for the benefit of the consumer, then it's going to fall flat. So when you start an email list, generally speaking, people sign up for your email list because you've got a free gift, a, you know, a freebie, a download, a video, or a something that they can, they can get. And all they need to do is give you their email address for it. Um, and then from there, it's our job to nurture them, to get them to a point where they can feel like, okay, Joellen, she gets my style. I like the way that she teaches it, the way she explains things. Maybe I'll sign up for something with her or go to that next level. And so that's really the what we need to accomplish in our email list is kind of helping people learn something but not learn so much that they can do it on their own, learn enough to know that we're the right provider to help them with whatever it is that they are wanting to accomplish. Um, so that's kind of the approach. Does that feel like where you want to take things? Yeah. I, yeah. I like that. Um, I'm writing notes as you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Free. Yeah. Have it. You have something for free upfront of value in exchange for their email, and then I'm nurturing them from there. Um, yeah, I, I agree with all that. I think the con like what kind of content I'd have to think about what kind of content is giving away just the amount, the right amount without mm -hmm. just you know giving everything away. Um, right, not being a value to them, but not like a fake value, like being a real value. <laughs> totally. One of the things that I like to share, and I share this pretty frequently, is that just because we give away everything doesn't mean that people are going to actually act on everything that we give them. Um, that's why blogs are successful and people then hire the people who write, who write the blogs. That's why, you know, podcasting is successful. I give away so much on the podcast, but that validates who I am and what I can offer. And then somebody wants a much more personalized approach when they actually work with me. The same with my newsletter and the same with what you're going to be creating inside your, with your email marketing strategy is you can give away a lot in there because just because you give the how doesn't mean that you give the energy that's going to help them put the how into practice. Yeah. So someone yeah. to hold their hand. It really, it's like you can give away everything, but what they're paying for is to, for you to hold their hand through it. Exactly. Exactly. So when it comes to getting people interested in your email list, do you have any ideas as to what type of freebie or product that you'd want to be giving away? Man, and uh, no. <laughs> Well, let's, let's talk it through. Like, what is it that you offer? What is it that people come to you for or their first quick win and things like that? Things that I have given away is um, like, I offer interest based piano lessons. So things that the music that people are interested in is the music that I t teach them breaking mm -hmm. down 
um, to their level. And so what I have given away to people that won't end up being my clients um, are like people from other countries because mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, it's online um, is like mentorship. I offer them mentorship. And like one lady um, asked me, you know, like I just broke down a song for her and, and it wasn't that much. It wasn't difficult. She was trying to learn on her own. So um, like the process of breaking down a song, um, that's one idea that I thought is like, um, let me show you, but that would be for someone who's already an independent learner. Mm -hmm. I, so I, I would have to, I don't do sheet music or give sheet music away. Mm -hmm. uh, it would just be my work. That's the only thing I, I know to give away like that. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I love the idea of the methodology like that, you know, and like how to actually accomplish whatever it is that you're wanting to do. That's really for the self-starter. Um, is that the person that you like to work with? Is that self-starter? It is. Um, but you know, when they talk about your, your most value or the one client that you want to mm -hmm. direct it to, um, I don't picture that it, it wouldn't be self-starter. So okay. in the end, the value I'm giving is not to the ideal client, even though I wouldn't mind having those people as my client. Okay. Um, that's not, I imagine like you, it, I, I would need some, yeah, I would need some, the problem is like the client is they're usually kids mm -hmm. and it's a parent that signs up. Right. But it's the kid that benefits. So it's hard to find something that a parent would value. Well, but that's really an important thing. And this is actually the process that we go to go through all the time is okay. So your audience is the parent of the child. Therefore, what does the parent need to do in order to say, okay, yes, my child's ready for piano lessons with Joellen? They need to see the results. Um, I would like them to think, I would like them to see something that be like, I want my kid to know this. I want my kid to see, uh, to, I want my kid to do this. We, you know, do we, we do a lot of cool looking musical journals and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, that is one, that's not a free thing I give away. When someone signs up, they get their musical journaling kit and um, maybe putting that together. Like this is the cool thing that we can, um, you know, your kid will be writing out cool notes like this. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, there is a lot of value in what you just said. I mean, you don't have to give away something that they can do in order to feel the thing. You could give away, you know, a result like, okay, this is how your child's going to learn to appreciate music. They're going to be using this and this and this. And then maybe you have a compilation of some kind of video that's a private video that nobody can see unless they sign up for your email list of students talking about the process of working with you. That could be something, or it could be that you have a one-page um, assignment of sorts, not really assignment because kids, parents don't really want to give their kids assignments, but one, you know, a one-page activity that they can see their child completing and seeing seeing the light bulbs going off and seeing the excitement around the idea of music. It could just be a very simple one page. It doesn't have to be everything from the journal. It doesn't have to be as deep as what's in there, but something that the parents can see their 
kids' eyes lighting up. That's the kind of experience we want the parent to have for them to say, okay, yeah, I think I might try lessons. Yeah. Yeah. The one page activity sounds, um, I was just thinking about what the methodology I use um, to have a, um, a, a worksheet that mm -hmm. blank has keyboards on it, piano keyboards on it. But when you have learned enough from the first 12 steps of the method, um, you can, you have filled in the whole thing, uh, you know, and it looks a lot of fun um, in that sense. It's very creative. Um, program but um yeah so that's something to think about just a one-page activity that looks awesome once they learn how to do it right something mm -hmm. like that yeah i mean so yeah a one-page activity that the kids can do and you know i mean if that's what you go with great try it out see how it goes you can always change what your freebie is the next part of having an email list is having parents get ready to open the email every single time your email shows up in their inbox so yes the freebie is really important that email is the one that gets opened most often but then we want to kind of switch from that into educating the parent into all the reasons why having their child in music classes and having their child learn that is of value. So it's kind of like you switch from the student focused one into the talking directly to the parent. Um, and that's, I think what you would want to do with your onboarding sequence, your welcome sequence inside of your email is first deliver the product which is this freebie, this, this one-page document, and give parents some instructions in that. And then the next email that we send, we are going to remind them what it was that they signed up for. We usually, I actually always recommend actually having that same freebie in the next email, sending it to them again, whether it's a link to it or if it's a direct download or something like that, so that if it got lost the first time, it's easy for them to access. They don't have to go back into their email, but also to remind them what it was that they had signed up for. And then we go into a little bit more education as to this is why I felt that this was a good freebie for you to have or a, a great worksheet for you to have. And this is how I think it'll benefit you. And this is how, um, how I work and a few things like that. So we kind of give them a reminder of what it was that they asked for and then give them a little bit more. And then we follow up again, whether it's again, one day later, two days later, four days later, later whatever the cadence is with another email that is completely value add, which just tells them, gives them the experience of what it looks like to work with a music teacher in three months, six months, one year, and start giving them the idea of what the experience could look like for their child. And then that's, so that's a three email sequence. That's the minimum that I like to recommend. Generally speaking, I like to go a little bit further, maybe four or five emails, uh, depending on how far we spread them apart, because we don't want to inundate them, but we do want to give them enough information that they are going to take action quickly while this is on their mind, because the longer that you're on that they're on your email list, the longer it may take for them to actually take action. So we want to give them kind of a burst right there. Um, one other thing that we 
like to do or that I recommend is in your emails, let them know the cadence of communication. So my emails in my, in my welcome sequence, I say, you're going to get a few emails this first week. And then after that, I send out emails most Thursdays. Sometimes it's Wednesday, sometimes it's Friday, but it's mostly on Thursday. So you should hear from me once a week. And that way people kind of expect it. They kind of know what they're going to get. If you don't say that, or, and you don't let them know, they may see your name in their inbox and say, oh, who is that again? But if they know that you're, they're going to get an email on a regular basis, even if it is monthly, you know, monthly is the widest range that I, that I say, like it's generally speaking, I like to say, send emails on a weekly basis. If you can't commit to weekly, how about every other week? Can you commit to every other week? What do you think um, about what I've suggested at this point? Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I, I've been posting content in my Facebook group. It started out five days a week. I had mm -hmm. some every day. Um, and then I got burned out from that because there's only so much I can talk about. And now I'm like every 10 days, mm -hmm. but, or like once a week to 10 days, I think it's sustainable. Um, unless I just re recycle all of, all of the content, previous content, but I, I'm, you know, I imagine those people have read all that again. It's okay to recycle content. It is absolutely okay to recycle content. You have been posting in your Facebook group, which means you have nuggets of conversation that you can insert into your weekly emails or into your every other week emails, if that's what you decide to do. You don't have to come up with everything from scratch. And you can also lead in from one email to the next. Say, last week, we talked about this. And now I want to expand that a little bit further. And you're always wanting to bring the conversation back to how it's going to benefit them. How is it going to benefit the person who is listening or reading this email right now? What is it going to do for them? Um, and so giving them ideas for connecting with their kid on a musical level, because the more that you remind them and you bring them back to everyone is musical and, you know, and that it's fun to learn the instrument and all of those things, the more likely they're going to be to say, okay, we're ready now. Um, and the general thought process is with an email list is that you want to give people the opportunity to explore working with you. Um, and then you can offer sales emails every once in a while. Um, I, gen I basically think that if you plan on having value emails most weeks and then every maybe one or every four to six weeks, you have something that is an offer email saying, if you sign up now, I'm going to give you the, you know, you can have access to this workshop for free. Or if you sign up now, you can get this for free. Or if you sign up now, this is the incentive or whatever it is, but throwing in the, the sales emails on a regular basis, but not on a, not every week is going to help people out a whole lot too. Yeah. But that means like the content emails that are not trying to close mm -hmm. the email, that always has your link there to sign up because correct with parents, they don't uh, like with parents, they either want piano lessons or they don't. And it, it's like I, a lot of times I think they're just, they just need a reminder that I exist. Totally. 
So they can, it's not that it eliminates a call to action in the content emails. It's just the sales one would have an incentive. Right, exactly. And so that's one, one of the things that, you know, I mean, when you put it in your emails, here's value, value, value. If you're interested, reply to this email. If you're interested, click here. If you're interested in learning more, you know, do this, that, whatever. You can put that in every email, but it's just not sale email after sale email after sale email because nobody wants to be sold to every day. Um, we all know that the big box retailers, they send emails all the time and they're always with a promotion, right? We don't want to feel like that. We don't want people to see our emails that way. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So what other questions do you have about starting an email list um, and, and growing it on a regular basis? Um, about asking people for their email list. I'm not familiar at all with what is like, um, what's what's the the correct practice on doing this can if someone's like gives you your e their email address but they don't realize that it's signing up for that to me i don't think that is that's a very fair thing to do to just stick them on an email list just because i'm contact with them right but, um how is it that i can what's the functionality of actually getting people's email addresses mm -hmm. what kind of screen pops ups or yeah, yeah. practice. So the first way is really with that freebie is giving them the gift and saying, you know, download this email, I will be adding you to my email list, you know, or downloading this content, you know, and you'll be added to my email list where I'll be sending out regular newsletters about or, you know, advice about playing the piano and things like that. So that's one way is with whether it's a pop-up or a page on your on your website or a banner on all the pages, that can depend on how your website is set, is set up and structured and how often uh, people come to your website and things like that, or how often you send people to your website. Yeah. Now, can you send, uh, can you put pop-ups on Facebook pages and Facebook groups? No, okay. you can't. But in one where they did, if you wanted to sign it up, but I it was like, I never saw that before. And maybe there was some weird thing. So one that. thing that I have seen is in the, the header graphic on Facebook pages and on Facebook groups, it it's, it's a graphic, just like everything else on Facebook. And if you put a link in the description, you can kind of fudge it. You can, somebody can click on the banner and then they can see in the description that there's a link that's okay. the best that you can do on that um trick that's that needs to go to your website yeah they do need to go some, to somewhere to actually sign up so that's one way is is giving is giving off giving the incentive for people to sign up through a freebie um and the other thing is is if you are in conversation with somebody you can say hey listen I have this freebie. Do I have your permission to add you to my list so that I can send that to you and then additional information? Yeah. Do you, and then with your current students or the families that you are currently working with, if you want them to be your ambassadors, which is always a great thing that they can say to their friends, hey, go to Joellen's website. She's got this great freebie. Um, that's another thing that is really a great way of just using word of mouth advertising. So it's not, hey, you know, Joellen's a great teacher. You should hire her. It's more, Joellen's got this great resource and go take a look at it. 
So that's always a nice thing as well. And if your current families want to be on your email list, all they have to do is let you know. You just have to, it's just permission-based is generally the thought process. So we want to make sure people are giving us permission to email them. Yeah. And like just being straightforward and asking, do I have your permission to do that? That's good enough. Yep. I do it all the time. Yeah. You know, and we can, um, when, when someone gives you their email address and gives you permission, you can add them right into the back end of the system and you don't have to send them to that page to, to sign up or anything like that. You can go directly into the back end. Okay, I can do that. And um, now I was looking at different um, services. Yes. And everyone's like, well, you got to find the interface. I was like, I don't think I even care about what interface it is anymore. But um, yeah, what one do you recommend? (laughs) (laughs) So the one that I recommend most often is ConvertKit. And um, I will definitely have that linked up in the show notes with my affiliate link. It doesn't cost anything more to go through someone's affiliate link than if you went straight to their website. I always like to throw that in here. It just means that they're going to pay me a percentage of what you pay on a monthly basis um, as a thank you for sending the student over or sending the, the client over and that kind of thing. So ConvertKit, my reason for going with them is because of price point and functionality. I really like the ease of use and I've been able to help a lot of other music teachers feel comfortable using the platform. And I can't say that for um, some of the other platforms that are out there. Uh, They have landing pages and they have forms. So you can actually have a landing page right on their site. It doesn't even have to live on your website. You can actually have it right in there that you can send people to as well, which is always nice. Okay. Now this is a weird, would it be, could I ask permission through emails? Like I have all, I have all my people's emails. Mm -hmm. I could, I mean, I could just email them the, a landing page or something. You could email them a landing page. I actually had this conversation with a client not that long ago. And I said, when you're reaching back out to the people who are current students or have inquired in the past and you want them to join your email list, you just send them an email and say, I'm starting an email newsletter where I can send more information. Would you be interested? They can say yes, they can click on a link or they can just reply. As long as you get the permission from them, you can add them. Um, the, the caveat is you really don't want to just add them blindly and say, hey, I just started an email list. You're now on it. We don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah, that sounds that sounds good, because I I'm like Facebook is great for getting all this chatter and, you know, getting followers and stuff, but there's not much you can do with them after right. them because it's there to benefit Facebook. It's not there to benefit you. Right. And that's why we want to be pulling people off the platforms so that they can experience us in our own right without being subject to the Facebook algorithm and all of that fun stuff. But yeah, no, we really want to make sure that when we're building our email list, that we're building it with authority, you know, not asking passively, like, you know, I started this email list thing. Would you maybe be interested? No, you want to actually come out and say, I started this email list where I'm sending tips and tricks and strategies that I think will benefit you and your family. 
you want to, you want to be really not, not aggressive, but yeah. You got to feel good internally about what you're posting. So it's a good idea to have things written out already. You're like, you know, so you know that you will be able to deliver this. I think people get insecure because they don't know if they'll be able to do, you know, if they'll be able to keep it up. Exactly. Like, to communicate that. Yeah, exactly. And one of the really nice things about ConvertKit and many of the other platforms that are out there is that you can write your emails in advance. So you could say that my emails are going out on Tuesdays, but decide to send to write them in batch on the first Saturday of every month. And you can have them all scheduled out. So you don't have to be in the platform every single day, right at the time that you want to send the email. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Yeah. That's very helpful. I think, um, I, I think the main thing is figuring out what that freebie is. Mm -hmm. it, it, the legwork is just communicating to all these people that I have contact with already that aren't doing anything. Right. Yeah. And it, you know, it's a slow start. It can be a slow start, but if you have a freebie that, that takes off that people are interested in, you can, you can grow your email list rather quickly. Yeah. yeah it could be stickers or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> lots of, lots yeah. of different ideas. And one of the last things that I want to make sure that I put into this podcast episode is that when we grow an email list, the biggest advantage to us as the service provider is learning who the people are who are on our email list. So you want to give people an opportunity to re-engage with you. So you say, I've got, you know, which GIF, you know, do you like better? This one of the person playing the piano or this one of the person dancing up a storm, you know, like give some context, like get people to actually click on things to give you information uh, or have them reply or send them from your email back to social media so that they can engage in a poll that you might have or other things like that. We want to make sure that our emails become a place for two-way conversation. We are starting the email with the emails that go out, the broadcast emails, but we're always looking to engage with people because the better that we engage with them, the more likely that we're going to create content that's going to be relevant to them. And then they're going to become our customers. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Just having fun questions to answer. I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Share a picture, you know, tag me on social, you know, those kinds of things are always fun as well. Yeah. Any other questions for me, Joellen? Yeah, I, I think that's, that's it for now because I'm, I mean, I have enough to do, so <laughs> questions will come up later. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, feel free to reach out to me anytime. Anybody who is listening to the podcast right now, you know, I love talking about this stuff. You can always go to callwithjamie.com and book a free 10 minute call with me. And Joellen, I just want to thank you again for coming on the podcast and being vulnerable and asking all of these great questions. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs>